When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live across Gippsland on SEM Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome to another edition of the Gippsland Footy Show on SEN Track Trove Valley on 91.9 FM. Brought to you by myself, Damon Healy and Cam McFan, this Saturday morning. Um, on today's show, we have Clint Buddy Proctor, who's currently coaching at Box Hill Hawks, uh, young snapper from the Druin Football Club. And, um, yeah, how are you this fine morning, Cam? I'm very good, Strut. Another cracking Saturday where we're not playing footy, but it's beautiful weather nonetheless. It is. Um, for anyone out there who wants to send a message in on 499 736 yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get a few texts in praising your voice again like we have in previous shows, mate. Uh, I'm not sure about that, mate. I don't have the best voice going around. That's probably um, – <laughs> I definitely don't have the best face and that's why we're not on TV. So yeah, that makes both of us. Yeah, so – Hey, before we get into it and with our guests, quick shout-out, Ruby Storm, bit of a different one. She's a Paralympic swimmer from Terrelgan, 17-year-old, won a medal during the week. Really? I didn't yeah. I didn't see that or hear about that. Won, so. the, won the bronze. So shout-out to her. Very impressive. Oh, yeah. So what event was that? Swimming in what distance? Oh, mate, Can't now mate, turn the phone now back now on and give me the details. Now you're testing me. Now you're testing me. <laughs> I believe it might have been a 400. 400. Freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke? No, come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. But no, well, very well done to her. It's good to have Gippslanders over there succeeding. Very well done. Yes. Um, we're going to bring on our first guest. Um, he's my brother-in-law, uh, Chris Buddy Proctor. He's currently coaching at the Box Hill Hawks. And um, you there, Bud Hey, mate. How you going? Good, mate. How's things? How's things in lockdown in Melbourne? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, the days are building up, but it's... Um something we're all getting used to and just trying to do the right thing and uh you know stay inside exercise when we can and um on to the next day so yeah it's a bit of a bummer but uh look we're all going to try and do the right thing and and get through it i suppose now buddy you've played i believe you've played a couple of hundred games of vfl you've coached at a couple of vfl clubs and obviously currently at box hill but you've just been introduced as Strutt's brother-in-law. Is that your biggest claim to fame? <laughs> I think you put a cherry on the top with a couple hundred games and all that jazz. But um, look, as each year goes by, your career gets better. So that's nice in retirement. Um, but yeah, it's Strutt. I got introduced to Strutt probably, oh, you know, seven or eight years ago up in Mildura when I went and watched Karina play in a netball and uh, the grand final up there. And ever since, he's been... a uh, a legend amongst all of, uh, all of my sisters and siblings and uh, enjoying every moment. He's a legend. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, Cam. He um, come down uh, to watch Corona play in a grand final and um, Buddy's like, when he was meant to be coaching Druin, 
Instead, Bob ended up taking over. He's like, come down and play here. So technically, Buddy's the one that got me down to drawing. So, um, which was probably about seven years, six years ago now. That's a while ago. Yeah, it's a while, mate. Absolutely. Um, just going on about that, mate, just uh, speak a little bit about your junior career. Like You played, obviously started at Drawn and then played a bit of Gippy Power. When I was growing up, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, typical country lad, like, um, you know, love my footy and cricket. Summer and winter, that's the only way forward. And, uh, yeah, you know, love, love my time playing at the Drawn Cricket Club. I'm lucky enough to have great mates and memories there. And, yeah, spent a little bit of time with... Um, I guess the the system, the Gippsland Power um, program, which was, you know, so beneficial for me, um, enabled me to be the person I am today, learning all about those common things you have to understand, you know, through resilience and uh, fitness and, you know, preparing yourself to play at a high level. And, um, yeah, really grateful for my time in the, I guess, in the the program with Gippy Power. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to play for um, Vic Country, you know, uh, we won the national carnival that year. Played with some awesome players, and just uh, yeah, really good memories of my time. So, what were the names that were in that team? I know Colin Sylvia was running around with you. That's time. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, one of them having an absolute amazing season at this year, or has had one. Um, Dave Mundy, he was actually our full back, like half back flanker sort of defender. Um, but, yeah, obviously transitioned himself into one of the best players in, in the midfield going around. He was, you know, obviously a really good player. We had um, blokes like Kane Tenace, Andrew Walker, um, Mark Blake was in the ruck. You know, we had a really exciting forward line um, led by Cole Sylvia and, and the like. So, yeah, it was a really all-round um, strong team and a, a really great, I guess, program to be a part of as well. So... After that under-18s year, where did your footy take you? Um, like I got invited to train with the Pies, um, spent a little bit of time down there with Collingwood, and then they were aligned with Williamstown at, at that point in time. So we, um, you know, when I didn't get a spot on the rookie list, I decided to stay at Willie, um, and ended up, you know, there for four years. Um, played under Brad Gotch with blokes like you know Brad Lloyd. Got to have a few games with. Swanee and a few of the boys, you know, Shorey and and all those guys coming through and, um, you know, playing the flag down there, which is really great. And, um, and then from there, ventured across to the Dolphins, spent some time at the Dolphs, um, captained the club for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I really had a crack at the VFL for essentially as long as I could. It's a really tough um, environment to be in, that semi-professional, I guess, side of things. You have to be really resilient and professional as much as you can be competing against folks who are full-time but I'm really proud of my efforts to hang around for almost a decade and and then yeah ventured into the coaching side of things which has been cool. So with the coaching side of things buddy you've done um, local footy like at uh, St Albans I believe it was and um, over in the state league at Burnie Dockers. Um, What's the difference between there obviously they're two different levels of footy but I mean it's pretty big commitment for you to move over to Tasmania and take on a um, state league job. Yeah, it was good. It was a great experience. Um, like I spent a couple of years, you know, in Geelong coaching there. Um, that gave me so, you know, essentially the foundations of you know how clubs operate and different stakeholders you have to deal with. You know, whether it's volunteers to um, sponsors, presidents, committee members, the trainers to the, the bootstrapper, let alone your players. Right? It's just such a huge role, and I think um, it can't be underestimated the role of the coach in community sport. Um, but then, you know, with Bernie, it was a great sort of. 
transition for me. Um, that is an interesting, I guess, set up in, um, in Tasmania, you know, trying to be that state league, I guess, identity for the, um, for the state itself, um, really striving to, to be at the highest level possible. Um, was was a great sort of opportunity for me to learn about, I guess, those, that, that standard you have to set as a coach. And, um, you know, although it's not a huge state, you know, population-wise, they certainly do take their footy seriously. And, uh, you know, no doubt they'll have... Uh, I, I really believe that the Tassie team would be really fantastic for the, for the state itself, something for, you know, the young people to strive to be a part of. And, um, yeah, I, I learned so much. No different to a Geelong in regards to... I guess, you know, working with different stakeholders and so on. With um, Tasmania potentially having an AFL team, where do they play their football? Because I think there's a big divide there, isn't it, between north and south? Yeah, yeah maybe a little bit. But, look, I think um, ultimately they would have to invest into some really high-performance, high um, I guess, you know, uh, equipment and I guess the ground facility set up and things like that. There would have to be a significant um, work done in that space. I'm not sure whether Bloodstone and um, Aurora Stadium would be able to, I guess, provide that. So uh, I'd suggest it'd have to be based in Hobart, given that the most population is there. Um, you couldn't have two, you know, a team going up playing four or five games and then five or six down in um, long, uh, in Hobart. I think there'd have to be one home and you might play one. Or, or, you know, two maybe up at, at Launceston and, and build it in with the Hawks. Who knows? They've probably got plans for all this, no doubt. But, um, yeah, you know, fingers crossed it gets done and, uh, and you know, that does eventuate because uh, I think it'd be great for the state. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that as well. So, obviously, after those two coaching experiences, you've moved into VFL, um, currently at Box Hill. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've done at a couple of the VFL clubs you've been at? Yeah, interesting journey. Like, I ventured back to Williamstown. Um, you know, picked up coaching um, the forward line there with Andy Collins, and it's been just a breath of fresh air working with him. Um, he's he's just such an ultimate professional, really experienced guy, understands the landscape better than anyone, you know. His record speaks for itself. Um, and then from there, I, I actually picked up a role with the Blues at Carlton. But unfortunately, when COVID hit... Um, they disbanded the, the alignment with the Northern Blues. So, therefore, essentially, a few of us lost our positions just through, you know, that, I guess, that financial strain that all the AFL clubs were hit with. Um, so, it was a bit of a, like, I wouldn't say a rude awakening, but it was like, well, you know, make a decision now. You know, I, I have a great job. I, I work in, um, you know, health promotion through mental health and wellbeing and uh, alcohol and drugs and things like that. So, it was like maybe an opportunity to get to work on my app and, and uh, do a few things outside of um, work rather than footy. Um, but when when Colo rang me again, he took on the job um, helping out Sam Mitchell um, as essentially his 2IC. Uh, I just figured that it was, a, I guess, a no-brainer. I, I did my Level 3 coaching course with Sam. I knew him a little bit. Um, you know, had obviously there was, you know, great, um, you know, I guess, talk and reputation that he had in regards to the way he was coaching and where he was going with his journey. I had no idea, obviously, it eventuate so quickly into a, an AFL role, but I guess it was a no-brainer to spend some time around a, a bloke like that and be back working with Colo again. So that's how I end up at Box Hill. Yeah, 
Yeah. So you you mentioned it's cutthroat. We won't we won't delve into how cutthroat it can be at Carlton because there's been plenty of commentary on that this week. <laughs> um, but you did mention your app, um, and this was obviously one of the reasons we wanted to get you on because I think particularly at the moment um, there are plenty of people struggling. But I know we spoke off air. Strut and I spoke with you off air a couple of months ago about your app, and I believe it's all up and running now. And I believe there's been some really big steps taken forward to get it going. So do you want to sort of tell tell our listeners a little bit about it and um, and yeah. what's happening with it? Yeah, no worries. So um, essentially, you know, the app, it's called um, Check Me. Um, we've been, I've piloted it with um, five community clubs about oh, eight months ago. Um, and then this season alone, we've, we've um, piloted the program with the Box Hill Hawks uh, over the entire season. So from... January all the way through and it's essentially just finishing up right at this point in time. Um, the app is essentially designed to just um, enable, I guess, a safe conversation to happen within the sporting club. Um, and, and the way it's designed to work is essentially we know that, you know, when you're in a club, you know, we all walk past each other and, and you know, we check in for argument's sake and we say, hey, Strut, how you going? And Strut says to me, mate, I'm going really good. And then we just go on to the next sort of thing that's happening, whether we're putting our boots on or, you know, we're going to the drill. Um, and to get a real deep, proper conversation and, I guess, establish that rapport um, and trust in each other, that's extremely difficult for any coach at Community Semi, even elite sport, to do. So what, what we did was is we built an app where, essentially, it sends a notification to a player. And it asks how they're feeling. And then from there, they get the options to select, you know, a feeling. Um, the reason why could be well-being, could be um, finances, could be work, could be the sport itself. And then after that, it's essentially like, who do you want to talk to at the club? And, and what, I, what I've done with the app is we structure it up and what we call them is key contacts. So coach, mate, could be assistant coach, could be high performance, might be a welfare officer at the club, could be the president, could be could be the bootstrapper to the medical staff. And, and from there, they get to select one of those people they're really comfortable with, right? And after that, you, you can then select a method of communication. You can pick it up at the club, on the phone, and even a FaceTime, you know what I mean, and be really interactive with using technology. Could be just a simple text or a phone call. And what happens is all that information gets sent to the contact you want to talk to. So for argument's sake, it's really difficult for me to actually say to a coach, hey, mate, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, my well-being at the moment. I'm actually struggling to get to training on time. I'm really struggling with my work. I just can't manage it all. I, and we know these conversations are not taking place. And then what happens is this builds up in the player and, unfortunately, they step away from the sport. Or, you know, their form deteriorates, drops away, and they're just not having the enjoyment that we want them to have in, the, in that safe space. So... That's what it's designed to do, really move past those fake conversations, pick them up quicker than normal and prevent this, I guess, you know, well-being side of things, you know, coming into place. Now, I'm not saying it's like going to solve mental health problems, but what we certainly will do with it is pick up these conversations before they get worse. Yeah, absolutely. That, everything you've just said there is spot on and I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, I have downloaded the app myself, and I'm sure plenty of others will. So just a question for those listening who might want to get their club involved. 
how can they do that? Because I can see here it's got all the existing clubs and there is an, an other option. How, how do our yep. Gippsland clubs get involved and, and can get their name on this app to allow their members to use it? Yeah, uh, thanks for that question, mate. Um, so at the moment, that app that you're downloading is like our essential test one. So um, it'll work for anyone, but the information is just getting sent out there, you know. So don't don't. I wouldn't necessarily use it as one that's going to be, um, you know, <clears throat> I guess appropriate for your club and things like that. It's more of a test sort of opportunity for that. Um, in regards to the the new app that will be available, it will be um, essentially. I guess work through um, our website, and and from there, what we what we'll do is work with our, the clubs, essentially, you know, one on one to to make sure that you know they can essentially download what we've established now as a club admin, so their dashboard, and then from there they'll be able to upload all of their um, players and staff and things like that, and populate, I guess, the information into the app. That's nice and secure. You know, it's got all the privacy side of things covered off. Two factor. Um, you know, authenticity with regards to logging in and things like that. And essentially, it's just really nice and protected. So um, there's a piece of work that happens with, with that. So they can just jump on the website at checkme.com.au, check it out, and, uh, and get in contact with me. We hope to have it up and available for, um, for football season, um, I guess, you know, next year. But it's certainly coming up into pre-season for, um, you know, our winter clubs and, and summer clubs. Oh, thanks for that, buddy. Um, when it's fully up and running, just send me a message and uh, we'll put it up on air thing and maybe we'll get you on another time to just uh, run over it when it's fully up and operational and we'll try and promote it as well for you and try and get more clubs around it. Um, how big do you want this to go? Do you want it to get to AFL clubs or what's? how big do you think this app can go? Because it sounds pretty impressive so far. Mate, it's been a really cool journey um, with the concept, to be honest, because I wasn't really sure. I mean, I developed this essentially through a need because I was coaching, you know, um, a football club and and we were struggling to have these appropriate conversations with our players. So, and I just simply Googled, like, is there something out there that can help me pick up these conversations quicker rather than spending 40 hours a week, you know, that I don't have um, with these guys? So... That's why I built it, because I just couldn't find anything that could, you know, drive this information to get to me quicker. Um, yeah, so, look, I think in the future, where we see it going is, mate, we've had some really good conversations with the Hawks, as in Hawthorne Footy Club. Um, you know, we've just finished a pilot at the moment. We're evaluating our findings, which is really important. Um, we've, you know, I guess established the appropriate partners for the business, to be able to have a state-of-the-art, um, you know, I guess, club admin built. The app, you know, is really, really secure and supporting everyone's information and it's only going to one place. And at this point in time, it, it, it seems that we'll find a spot at the at the AFL level with the with the Hawthorne Footy Club. And, um, you know, we had a great conversation with them actually just yesterday with Sam and, um, and Josh, who's heads up their well-being. And, um, you know, we're just finalising, I guess... Uh, the final touches on, on the app itself and the dashboard to allow it to work appropriately for that level of, um, you know, I get that level of, um, you know, players. And, um, you know, to get this off the, off the ground and, um, and happening will be a game changer for us at Checkme because we know that, you know, when, when you're seeing an elite club using a product such as this and we can offer that to a community in semi-professional sport, 
um, I think it'd be a no-brainer for clubs to jump on and be a part of. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. And I think a big thing from, and you've been involved in local clubs as well, is plenty of local clubs will have nights where it's discussed and there's sort of no follow-up. So if this allows there to be some follow-up, that'll be fantastic. So couldn't couldn't commend you enough on what you're doing in that space. Um, bit of no, a change. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no. Sorry, mate. Sorry, yeah, I, I might add to that. I was wanted to add to that too. Yeah, and I know because clubs are doing amazing work, right? You know, I, I, I'm the head of good sports for the ADF, and we know sporting clubs are having conversations with their players about mental health, and they're raising the awareness, they're populating the information, whether it's resources and posters and stuff like that. But then once that conversation happens, what happens next? And that's exactly. that's why, honestly, I built the app because we know that sustainability in this space needs to be there and it needs to be constant. Um, so that's what the app's designed to do. And I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations to the clubs that do that. Um, all we are doing at Check Me is building on from what they've already done. And that's perfect because I think that's exactly what a lot of clubs have needed. So bit of a change of pace, mate. Um, obviously, we are getting to the end of August. It's coming into September. It looks like other than AFL, there's going to be really limited football. Um and as you were mentioned, as it was mentioned off the top, you are Strat's brother-in-law. What are the chances of you playing cricket at Halora this year? <laughs> I tell you what, there's oh, another mate. brother-in-law drawn that might have a few things to yeah. say about. That. <laughs> yeah. Is that a loaded question? Oh wow! Because you know, yeah, exactly. There's Trev at Drawn. Uh, let alone, um, you know, I think half the clubs probably, um, you know. Hate, hate me in the comp because I used to, as a young bloke, have a crack a fair bit. So um, I'm not sure whether I'm up for that barrage anymore. I'm a bit old and soft now, so I just want to have a, a nice, easy game and then, you know, have a beer afterwards. So um, I don't know. I, I think, it, you know, with the way things are going, it might be a little bit difficult at this point in time. I'll see you on the 2nd of October. <laughs> <laughs> I might be playing footy then with what the ADFL's done. Um, just another question, probably the last question, buddy, we've got before we go to our next uh, first break, sorry. Um, you, you tell me personally that you found John Newcomb. No, it's true. Yeah. It, I found him at Phillip Island having a kick with Sam Pratt. So I'm claiming it, absolutely. And he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I said to Williamstown we should get this kid down. I'm not even sure Gippsland Power had him on their list. I don't know. Um and I was watching him kick the footy, and I was like, mate, this kid is a star. He can kick both sides of the body. He's got a beautiful shape on him. He's got to get him down to the system. And then, you know, the rest is history, Strutty. He spent a pre-season with us, gets picked up halfway through the year. Now he's forgotten my name, so he's moved on from it. <laughs> was, was that a bit rough on Pratty when you just left him at the other end kicking the footy by himself when you were cuddling Joy? Yeah, Paddy was doing a fitness program at the time, so he was punching out some, um, you know, shuttle runs. Very good. Does, um, is it true that Jai just works on his biceps at, at um, Box Hill? Ultimate professional, mate. Ultimate professional. Uh, well, anyway, buddy, thank you for your time. And we both think, oh, well, I think we both agree that you're doing a brilliant job with um, the Check Me app. And we look forward to where it leads to. And um, thank you for your time. Thanks, boys. Doing a great job. Enjoy and listen to you. Take it easy. Cheers. Thanks, buddy. Isn't that great, Strut? Oh, look, he's leading the way. Um, geez, it sounds like I'm just blowing, you know, what up him. Yeah, <laughs> me, me brother-in-law, me father-in-law is probably listening too, thinking how much wind can I blow up him. But well, you, 
to, to his credit, he's doing everything right at the moment, and it's um, very impressive. Yeah, you bagged him out a couple of weeks ago, so you got to catch him up a bit. But anyway, thanks to Buddy, and we'll be back after a short break. We'll see you the other side of the news. Live across Gippsland on SEN Track 91.9 FM, welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFair, and with me is Damon Strutt-Gearley. Remember, you can text in on our number. It is 0499 736 736. I believe we have had a couple of texts in saying that you've uh, called your brother-in-law Chris, not Clint Strutt. Um... To be brutally honest, I don't think I've ever called him Clint in my life. Everyone introduces me him to me as Buddy, or when I first did, and I've just called him Buddy ever since. So, um, it's, yeah, I've never actually called him Clint before in my life till then. So probably why well, I got don't it think stuffed you've ever up. Called him Clint then, by the sounds of it. No, <laughs> but anyway, it might be actually Clint on, but um... yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Boy, moving you... on, moving on from your name, name mistakes. Uh, we'll have a bit of a chat about our next guest before we get him on. Is and I don't know if you've seen this guy play. Have you been lucky enough to see young Snapper play? Um, I've been at the football, but I didn't know who he was. But uh, <laughs> Jock told me a bit about him, um, Buddy's dad, and yeah. he, he rates him very highly. He's only about four foot nothing, isn't he? Just yeah, yeah, he's only a little fella. He's only a little fella, and I believe we do have him on the line. Welcome, Jacob Costanti. We are going to call you Snapper, mate, because Strat's going to pronounce another name wrong if we don't. So, welcome to the show, Snap. Hey, how are you? Very good, mate. How are you going? How, how's going? lockdown going for you? No, it's going good. Loving it. Just training. So, yeah, loving it. Training flat out. So, what's what's the next couple of months before power kicks off look like for you? Yeah, sort of just trying to train every day and get better and yeah yep. just try to prepare myself for the next season so sorry you go strap so jacob how'd you get the nickname snapper um, i don't know where oh, you got it from or well, how, how'd you get it yeah well someone drew a nick fogarty so they just gave it to me i don't really know why i think it's just i'm not bad at tackling so i think he sort of just thought like snap like, I just come in and just snap the opponent. So, you just started calling me snapper. So, you to- you've just told us you're not bad at tackling, but I've seen you tackle a bloke in pre-season this year and break your own ribs. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy. <laughs> he, he was a big boy, in fairness to you, mate. Yeah, that's... Going good. That's... Uh, um, he's Ruckman. Ruckman from Dusty's, he absolutely crushed me when I tried to tackle him. Oh, well, and, I guess you're always going to come off second best, mate, when you're four foot nothing. And strut like every smart old <laughs> footballer, I jumped in and got his free kick for him while he was injured. <laughs> got, ah, got I'm not it. that small. Just to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm nearly 180. Calm down. Nearly 180. Well, you still got a little bit to go then. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're shorter than me, so I'm classifying that as short. <laughs> I'll take it. Now, mate, obviously you said you're going to work a fair bit over the off-season, so everyone who's seen you play knows you're really good around goals, knows you've got really good burst of speed, and obviously your forward pressure's really good. What are the parts of your game that you really need to work on? Yeah, well, obviously building the tank would be pretty would be pretty nice. I definitely need to start 
playing pretty consistent in the fourth quarters. I sort of drift off a bit and then have little bursts where I just hit first gear again. So I think that's the progression in my game is knowing how to go from second gear to first gear and just yeah, keep working on that. And obviously I would like to get pack marking into my game and sort of entertain the town a bit. Um, it's a beautiful day at Sword Snapper. Um, good day for a run, mate, if you want to build up on your fitness. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, yeah? How far did you go? I just did 4Ks just before. What, what sort um, of times are you setting at the moment? Oh, well, I was just doing it on the treadmill, so the fastest speed's level 16, so I think it was like 14 minutes 30 or something like that, just under 15. We'll give him a pass mark there, Strunk, because yeah, neither of us are running that. Another <laughs> <laughs> running four k. I was thinking about running two k. Okay, I, I think I might, I might walk. Nah, I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not that quick. It was about 15. <laughs> now, mate, yeah. um, obviously, you haven't actually played footy your whole life. I know you played a bit of soccer. Um, yeah. You, I'm told that you've played a few different sports. Apparently, you're not too bad at all of them, but, but obviously, <laughs> footy's your main go now. What, what have you sort of done throughout, you know, being a kid and then as you're growing up through your teenage years, what what sort of sports you played and, and how'd you get back to footy? Yeah, well, I started up footy as a young kid. I was kicking, played through juniors down at Warrigal Colts and Warrigal Blues. And then I also played basketball and cricket. And then I got into soccer and soccer was going pretty well. I was kicking a fair few goals. I think I, kicked, I think my first season I kicked 56 goals in like 11 games. And then How many? <laughs> I think it was like, it was over 50 in about like 12 or something games. And, well, he's and, just gone from 11 to 12 games here, Strut, so it'll be in 12 nah, games. No, because there, there were five, there, there were teams that were forfeiting against us because I was just, yeah, we were just winning pretty easy and then got into the country the year after that, the soccer, and I had a pretty good nationals. And then the year after that, COVID hit, and then obviously there was no sport down in Melbourne, but Gippy League was still going, so... Drew and just asked, did you want to play footy? So I just came back, kicked a few goals, and then just thought I'd stick with it. Well, Snapper, I'm a big soccer fan myself. I uh, I tried out for Victoria. Unfortunately, wasn't quite good enough to make the team, so you're a bit better than <laughs> I. But uh, 56 goals is pretty impressive. That's like oh, five like, goals a game. It was the lo- I think it was like the lowest league in Melbourne. I don't really. It was yeah. Bit of fun. No, fair enough, mate. So you said you got back into footy. Um, you've you've obviously been a drawing and you're in the power system now. I know Power obviously must have heard about you late and jumped at you, which is good on them, I think, because it's good to get you in the system and obviously you've represented Vic Country since. Who who got you back playing footy and who sort of influenced you to get to, to drawing and obviously help you out in with yeah, well, footy? I thought of knowing Nick Fogarty a bit. We sort of, you know, chatted chatted during my time at Warrigal Blues. And obviously I'm I'm good mates with a lot of the Drew and boys. And they sort of got me in contact with Nick Fogarty. And Nick Fogarty helped heaps and sort of just got me back playing footy and sort of gave me a bit of belief that I could make power and go far in footy. So, I'd, yeah, Nick Fogarty's been a serious attempt to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Obviously, this year you've made a senior debut. You've played Vic Country. You've obviously made your power debut as well. What have you found the most enjoyable part of of this year? Because obviously, essentially, for a lot of people, it's like this kid's come from nowhere. 
Um, have you actually been able to sit back and enjoy it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely hard. I think when the COVID year finished, I sort of, Nick Foddy sort of gave me a bit of belief that I could push and make power. So I sort of just, I sort of just realised, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work through this. And I, there was a period where I was getting up at four in the morning and training and that sort of thing, sleeping at sleeping in school because I was so tired. But yeah, it was all worth it, and I guess I got into power eventually. So, obviously, there's a bit going on in the world, mate, with COVID and that. How are you dealing with school? Like, obviously, you're probably doing homeschooling at the moment, but how are you um, juggling that at the moment? Yeah, school's pretty... Yeah, it's all right. I sort of just... Yeah, just get it done and so on. Try to get it done, I guess. um, Yeah, it's pretty good at being in lockdown. Get to just train way more and train during breaks and so on, which is great. So, mate, obviously, obviously, the goal is to get drafted at the end of next year. But do you do you have backup plans? Do you have an idea of whether you'd want to do a trade? Whether you would finish year twelve and go to uni, or is it all um, pouring not, it into footy at the moment? Oh, well, obviously, footy would be would be great. Obviously, I'm a long way off, but um, probably like police force or fire brigade or something like that would be all right, I guess. But yeah, obviously would be the go-do. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, Strut. Now, I know, obviously, Snapper a little bit. If he... And we always respect our law enforcement, but if I got pulled over and he pulled me up, I reckon I'd have to laugh <laughs> and just keep driving, I reckon. Really? Yeah. Couldn't oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Snapper, thank you very much for coming on, mate. We really appreciate it, and we both wish you all the best in what's ahead for you for the next year. Hopefully, Hopefully, it does see another... Another Gippslander drafted. If not, we know that you're going to be successful, whether that be in footy or in your life, because I think I know firsthand you're a pretty good kid. So, got a lot going for you. So, thanks for coming on. Thanks, that. Thanks, Abby. All the best. Have a great day. See ya. Cheers, mate. There we go, Strut. Another, another kid going through the system at the moment. Fingers crossed for him. He, he goes well next year and he can get his name called out. Yeah, sort it's a bit over 12 months' time. Clearly, it's a bit of a tricky time at the moment, especially for teams to um, draft young kids from Victoria. It seems that the last two years they haven't been able to play much football and you don't get a good body sample of seeing you know, where they should go. So yeah. it might be a good chance for clubs to steal. You know, They'll get pushed down the, the line a bit long, further in the draft and some clubs might get some diamonds in the rough, I reckon. Yeah, I actually I loved it last year. Um, the Gibson League played a few... I think there was like three or four junior games between a lockdown, between yep. the lockdowns. And I remember there was talk, there was a few recruiters at um, a local footy game. Like, that just doesn't happen anymore. They're always at the, the, the NAB League games. So I thought that was actually great, that it actually exposes more kids to to potentially being closer than what they probably think. Yeah, and I guess John Newcomb's the perfect example, and he never played a game for Gippsland Power, and... Kept working at it. Like, obviously, he got a few letters and he's probably deemed a bit slow and this, that, and the other. But um, it only takes one person to see him and they go have a crack at VFL. So there's more than one way to get there, um, which is really good for all people that uh, want to pursue trying to get into the AFL. Oh, exactly. And you hear you hear Snapper then talk about, like, the extra work he's doing, getting up at 4 o'clock before school so he can get some stuff in. I don't, I don't know, sleeping during school's the... The most productive 
use of his time, but but certainly from a footy perspective, like putting in those extra hard yards is it's only going to be good for him. Well, let's be honest, doing school from home, I wouldn't be doing any. Like I can't even say my own brother-in-law's name, Clinton. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't be doing. I'd get up at nine and do my fitness then, and then worry about school at about eleven o'clock. I reckon. Yeah, I, I think there'd be a few doing that, but. Not that we condone that, though, Strut. We want kids bloody knuckling down. So, But, no, it's good to hear that he's working hard, obviously. He's come from a different background, and it's nice to know he's better than us at about five different sports rather than just footy. Yeah, well, that's true. But, anyway, he's just got the gift of the gad. Um, but, yeah, what, what's going to happen in the Gippsland League? What's going on? Not sure, mate. Not sure. You haven't heard any rumours? You haven't? <laughs> oh, I think I think a few of the leagues are really unsure, Gippsland League included. I know there's talk that there could just be one-off grand finals on the 2nd of October. Don't know if anyone's talked to Cricket Victoria about that because I know cricket's due to start that weekend. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens because I, I know if they go straight to grand finals, like you look at leagues like the Gippsland League, the top three are clearly the best. So then... Who finishes third misses out. Geez, it would put their nose out of joint, I reckon. Well, what's the points like? Is it is there much difference, or is it just on percentage, or there might be? And I'm just getting it up now. But those top three, yeah, by far, probably they're by the far best. the best three. And look, with no Metro players, Sale, who are fourth, would would be thereabouts because they've got no no yeah. one in Metro. I'm on lead to believe, but. Those three being clearly the best, like Lee and Gatherin and Thaggy are separated on percentage at one and two, and Moe are a game back. They've all got percentage over 170. They're clearly the best three sides. Like if the Gibson League said, righto, we're going into a Lee and Gatherin and uh, Thaggy grand final, geez, I'd be filthy if I was Moe. Yeah. And there's probably teams like that in every league, I reckon. I guess and that's the problem with uh, any executive, um, you know... It, it, how do you, like, you've got to commend them trying to do their best to get something to happen. But what is the right decision? Yeah. Like, yeah it's... Um, does it really count? Well, if the, if it's... I would be, if I was in the position, of course I'd say it would count. If, if you're playing a game, if you get to play a grand final, yes. I would say it counts. If there's I'll, no... I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah. I've won more premierships that I've played in from fourth than I have from being on top. Yeah. Like, I, my last two cricket ones have been from fourth. Yep. I've had a couple, number of two premierships from fourth. Like, what, why... Ha, because you're the top team, like, this is the way Australians do it. We're not playing in the APL in Australia... Uh, I mean, yeah. in England. But once you're the top team at the end of the day, you win it. Like, in Australia, we play finals, you get to the big dance... Yep. Or you get through the finals, and anyone can win. So, for, taking away from that, I understand what you're saying from a league point of view, but as a, as a player, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less about the teams who think they could win from third or fourth if I'm first or second. I don't think that's right from a league point of view. But as a player, if I was finishing one or two, and I've got the opportunity to win a flag, couldn't care less what anyone else thinks. Yep. Oh, well, I guess um, we we can return to this chat We've... after um, our next ad break, and we'll see you after the next ad break, and um, we'll we'll, we'll rejoin the discussion. Thank you. Thanks. Live across Gippsland on SEN Track ninety one point nine FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. 
Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFan and with me is Damon Strutt-Healy. Now, Strutt, we have had plenty of feedback of this segment from last week. So we're going to go again. You're going to get to strut down the wing again. I will repeat, it's something you've never done on a Saturday before, but you get to do it on a Saturday morning on the radio. So fire away, big fella. Well, I was thinking about it all week. What I was going to come up with, I thought about the Carlton Footy Club. I thought of a number of things. And then as we get here, one's come up this morning. Pato, our producer. Yeah, what... What are you going to clip him for? Why is he not producing the show today? Because he had a COVID jab and he's soaking it up at home and he's a bit tired. He's pulled a sickie. He doesn't actually have COVID. He's had the jab. Yep. He's pulling a sickie. And if he's not back on next week, I'm calling Hutchie up. Yep, fair. Fair, completely fair. So yep. I hope this gets him. I hope he listens to this. And um, I'll be expecting a message from him later on today with it. An apology. Yep. Unreserved apology, I hope. Yep. So I, I just don't think it's good enough from him. So he's getting a clip from me today. But anyway, I'd like to return to what we were speaking about before, yep. um, just before the ad break. Um, like, I don't know, have you seen what the ODFLs come up with? I have, yeah. So you, what, what, what do you... Just remember you clipped them last week too. So oh, I know. Just, go just like I'm, I'm just hosing. <laughs> but in saying that though, like... I'm, Personally, for me, is it's well, my club's on top in seniors and in in the reserves. Yeah, like we are in the you're cracking the bottles at the moment, basically. Pretty much, like if if footy doesn't go back, there's a good chance that they might just give us. So, what's your opinion on that? If they just gave the premiership to the two top teams? Yeah, that's when I think it'll take away. So, I'm lucky enough I've won a senior premiership, and everything about that day is what what's the greatest part about it. It's not so much about finishing on top. I couldn't have cared less if we finished, as you said before, one, two, three, or four, or whatever your final system is. But the actual day and getting to play in a grand final and getting that feeling of winning when that siren goes, that's the main thing. So if you can play a grand final from your club's point of view at Allen Bank, I'm sure that'd be preferred. The one that I didn't like in the Allen Bank League's post was that they'll want Metro players, otherwise it's not going ahead. Um, I understand that, but then why then remove Lang Lang from the finals when they're a Metro club? I think that just flies in the face of Lang Lang again. I totally agree. Yeah. Poor old Bruy, who we had on last week, I reckon it'd be probably a good thing we didn't have him on this week. No, probably a good thing. Um, And also, I'm not sure whether they're going to play the grand final venue. They'd have to, I mean, they haven't ran it past WDCA, um, or not as yet anyway. Um, like, I'm on the league committee for the cricket, and it hasn't gone past us. Um, and it, it'll be amazing, mate, though, if you are if you at home that day in the cricket, you can watch Allen Bank win a grand final and Gamini make 100 for Yarrigan in the cricket. It'd be unheard of. Yeah, so I, I'm just not sure how it works because, you know, like, will Yarrigan take over the cares of 1st of October? Um, the cricket club does. Yeah. So, I mean... We're going to play the grand final at Nilma Darnham. I'm trying to think of a grand that doesn't have a uh, cricket team aligned to it. Yeah, there's there's not many, and I think there's a fair bit of fair bit of water to go under this bridge. Obviously, we need to be out of lockdown first for it to even even be considered. But I think sometimes, and this is not just the Allen Bank League, so I don't think we're just potting them as. It could be you can wait it out for a couple of weeks and actually consider all options a little bit more. 
Yeah, well, but at least they've come out and given the leagues, the clubs, an idea of what's happening. I haven't heard anything from West Gippsland or um, the Gippsland League or any of those others. So at least they've come out and said, look, this is what we're doing. Whether you like it or not, um, this is the proceed. So at least they've come out nice and early to say something. So We'll have to see what happens. I guess you've got to throw your hat up at them. Um, and, yeah, that's all we can do. We can wait. Um, thank you for another episode on SEN Latrobe Valley.